Well, hello there, listener. My name is Matthew Renfro, host of The Fro Show, and you're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. Starfleet Escape Podcast. Prepare for launch in three, two, one. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast here on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is episode number 48 and is being recorded on October 3rd, 2014. Today's topic, The Hatch. I'm Aaron. I'm Marty. This episode is brought to you by Raven Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. How are you today, Marty? I'm good. How are you? Uh, not too bad, not too bad, thank you. Welcome back on the show, it's been a while. Yes, it has. So this episode will be somewhat of a different format than other episodes. Like I said at the top, today's episode is The Hatch, and what it will be is just kind of like a roundtable discussion about random Star Trek stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. Marty? Yes? Uh, we talked a little bit before. Before we start recording the show. Yes, I like to talk. <laughs> and we talked about certain film rumor. Yes, that certain film rumor is one that I've been waiting for for a few years here. Is it? Would you yes. like to like to well, enlighten us? Supposedly, uh, it's been confirmed by William Shatner. No, no, it's been confirmed that he was approached about it. Okay, yes. Not that yes. he is in it, but that right. he was approached about doing the third in the series of the new Star Trek movies. Which I don't know how you would do that, because supposedly Kirk is dead in anything that we were a part of before. Right. And even if it's at the same time period, how do you use the old guy with the young guy? Mm-hmm. It just Unless they do time travel again. If right. you remember, when they first... Well, coming out with the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if this was true, but I heard rumors that originally it was supposed to be written in that at the end of the movie, when Spock says, um, what was it, uh, thrusters on full? You know, when it's right. old yeah. Spock, and he says that, and then they shoot the ship. Originally, it was supposed to be a recording from Jim Kirk from the uh, the original timeline, which would make no sense either. I, I heard it was like a little hollow, hollow recording, yeah. Thing that the older Spock carried with him. Yeah, and that's how they were going to have Kirk in it, the old, the original William Shatner Kirk in it. Mm-hmm. What doesn't make any sense is Kirk one died well before this. Well right before in, the, uh, in the, the Prime Spock universe. In the Prime universe. In the Prime universe timeline. Yep. Yeah. Two. Would Spock have brought that with him on the journey that he was on? You know, what was the likelihood mm-hmm. that he'd have that with him? Right. And three, what does it really have to do with it? Of course, I could go back. I watched the movie the other day, and the part where Spock was marooned on the ice planet, what was it, Vega? Delta Vega? <laughs> yes, Delta Vega. I did a little research. Delta Vega is nowhere near Vulcan. I know. That's so, where they were going to maroon Mitchell. Yeah. But it wasn't a frozen planet either, was it? No, it wasn't. No, it was a regular. It was, yeah, you know, it was unmanned uh, mining station. Yeah, which it kind of was, but it's frozen in that time period. Maybe because of things being changed. Who knows? You you change one thing in history, and it can change a lot of other things. But right, um, I, I just think it's uh, probably a planet with the same name. It it could be. 
I mean, there are, there are cities with the same name in different right. countries. However, I find it very coincidental. Anyways, getting back to Star Trek Three, which they're saying what sometime in 2016, I believe is right. what they said. It's going to be in between JJ Star Wars movies, which works out pretty well. Uh, oh, the filming, yeah, 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 the actual at least movies to him. But you know, now that the the type of movie is made, Abrams has kind of made the template for it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be involved as much. A lot of his underlings and people like that can do the tapings, just like saying Gene Roddenberry not involved in most of the movies themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, he was involved in the first one, I think the second one, and then he kind of pulled away. So, other than being a consultant. Right. So anyways, yes, William Shatner has confirmed that he may be in the movie. Right. Which, so, that's like saying, I've confirmed that 50, 50% chance. Right. There's only a 10% chance of that. So it has to be something worthwhile for him because he isn't going to make like a small cameo role just like what would have been in the first J.J. movie, something not worthy of the Shatner. The Shatner, yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things is is maybe not because maybe now Shatner knows, you know, you've been snubbed for the first two movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure that J.J. could create something without Shatner he could, yeah. But now Shatner's kind of on the other, the defensive end. So I'm sure he'd take whatever he gives him. And it's also coming up on the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So in the movie will be released hopefully for the 50th anniversary of Star yeah. Trek. So I'm sure that's in the back of his mind too. He wants to be a part of the because it might not be many more chances. Yeah, Shatner's exactly. 80 years old. Yeah. So. You know, I'm not saying because there won't be any more Star Trek movies or TV shows. I'm saying because Shatner has a shelf life. Oh, right. And so does his toupee. So, um, <laughs> right. But anyways, yeah, I, I want – what I would love is to have both Prime Spock and Prime Kirk in it. Uh, so both from our time – well, both yeah. from the Prime timeline in the alternate universe. Yeah. So, okay, let's, let's run with this for a second, right? If it's the prime timeline, yeah, could it be Kirk, who is still trapped in the Nexus, trying to change things back? The Nexus is probably trans-dimensional, right? Hey, just because it likes to wear different clothes. <laughs> it probably exists on the same dimensional plane yeah. in multiple universes. The Nexus is a tranny. Okay, so so it, it, yeah, it could happen. It now, could. here's the thing. You know the whole thing about the Bible. If they don't have a way, they'll write a way to do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. That's the so, whole beauty of sci-fi. Yeah. So, I mean, if that happens, that would be very interesting if they no. could write that in. One thing that I was thinking about is that it's not the prime Kirk. It's, it's an alternate Kirk. It's the alternate universe Kirk. As an older man. As an older man. That could be possible, and they could change his character a little bit to act more like Chris Pine. Yeah, or another possibility is that this is maybe a mind meld scene. Mm-hmm. The Prime Spock is melding with someone and showing him, or showing Kirk. that person an event. In which that, Kirk was involved. Which that Kirk was involved. Well, yeah. I don't know if you read... I've been reading some things. I've been searching for this stuff online. I know not all of it is true, but one of the things I found was that they want to make the third movie more like an episode from the original series. 
okay. which is kind of counterintuitive to what the other two were. Mm-hmm. But what I could see happening is somebody mentioned two different types of aliens that maybe they would do. One was the Gorn. The Gorn, okay. Because they keep on mentioning them. Right, and we only we saw them in the video game. Yep. But and they could do something now that would be pretty impressive. Right. They also talked about doing the whole story with uh, Decker's father. Oh, with like the Doomsday Machine kind the of constellation. thing? Constellation, yeah. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Which, by the way, the Doomsday Machine is kind of like, and I never noticed this before, but kind of like V'ger. Well, I, I it think It creates a similar situation. I, similar situations, but they're opposites, I would... Yeah, yeah, yeah. One's trying to actually connect with people, the other one's trying to destroy it. Right, well, yeah, the Doomsday Machine's just destroying, and V'ger's no benevolence to it. is a simulating all oh, this information. Oh, 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 let's not use that word, because we can't put it on the board. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> that's one thing. So, did you see this uh, Volkswagen commercial with uh, Shatner and Leonard Nimoy? Well, no, I haven't. It's cool. Where? It's uh, Volkswagen, and it's in German. Let me just look it up on my Google. Ah, yes. Oh, and look, Shatner's in yellow, and Nimoy's in blue. Ah. So it's in German? Yes, it's in German. (laughs) Do they know how to speak German? I I suppose they were taught certain phrases if they didn't. Or they were dubbed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or they were dubbed. So it starts, for those who haven't seen it, is this little kid playing with a little model Enterprise... Across the street, guess who's moving in? William Shatner. And the kid's like, Captain Kirk. The kid runs back into his room. It's decked out in Star Trek. There's ships, action figures everywhere. Mm -hmm. The kid comes back in his command yellow tunic, goes back over to Shatner's. All of a sudden, the garage door opens, and there's this uh, Volkswagen there. It's like a shuttlecraft. And then the kid's suddenly in the car with Shatner. They're talking in German. I don't know what's going on. And then as uh, they're driving off to whatever's going to be doing, mm-hmm. pulling up alongside is Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was uh, a good little commercial. I don't know if we'll see it on American TV. But if it was, I don't know if it was dubbed. It, it didn't look dubbed. It, it could have been. Dubbinzy. Exactly. Well, you know some German. I do, but I'm a little rusty, and... Yeah, it was a while ago that you were taking that. Yeah, that was back in my first college days. <laughs> yeah, like uh, back in the 1700s. Yeah, 1998, 99. It's a long time ago. Yes, yes it is. Back when I was still in high school. And you were a young man. Young man. Didn't you have quite as much facial hair as we did now. What's that? I said you weren't you weren't old and about to die. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, now I'm going downhill. But anyway, so do you think it's a good idea that Shatner is in it, or do you think the ship has sailed? He shouldn't be in it. It will make the movie terrible, and they're just trying to force him in. Yeah, I don't think they're trying to force him. I think he wants to. They could go either way if they do it like shoddy like they have in the past. Mm-hmm. It could be well, bad. with, with uh, Leonard Nimoy, or just in general? <clears throat> just in particular. Okay. You know, like um, by Insurrection. Insurrection? 
Yeah, they're kind oh, of just like movies. a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I see. I I don't know. Um, I was I was reading an article where the new Sulu Cho is that right? Yeah. He said that it will be very difficult. Kuma. To... Yes. <laughs> Harold. Harold. Sorry, I thought it was Kuma. Kuma. Uh, it'll be very difficult to get reunite the cast for a fourth movie. So this might be it. For a fourth movie? Why does he say that? He doesn't even know what's going to be going on in two years, let alone four or five. Well, well think of it like this. Their careers are you know, rocketing off. No, no, they're not. They're, they're pr- what is he going to do? Harold and Kumar? Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not saying Star just Trek him. I'm not, I'm not saying just him. Chris Pine will keep doing it as long as... He's like Shatner. He'll keep doing it as long as it pays well and it makes him the star. Well, we have Zoe, who has a great career. Uh, Quinto is doing a bunch of different things. I guess. Uh, so I, I, if, you can't get, if you can't get the new Spock in the movie, well, you're you not going to have a movie. Well, no. You could always go with that, that Phase 2 idea. Explore that. Where Kirk keeps going, or, you know... Whatever. And we have Make it, a new first like officer. Gone, yeah. Only this time, Spock doesn't come back. You do almost anything. Uh, I suppose, but I think it would be very difficult to have a TOS-based movie with Kirk without Spock there. Well, they almost did. The first one is the birth child of that. Well, yeah, but he came. He, he's he's he there. He came back, yes. He came back, but... I mean, would it have been as good as a movie without him? I don't know. Because at the time, it was great, but there wasn't really the history. There was only a history of three years. Yeah, that's that's true. But he was there since the, like, inception of Star Trek. He was in... Uh, I'm just giving you some ideas that you could do. No, no I, I completely agree. You could also... I mean, anything could end up happening. I think when they did the whole backwards version of 2... Now, I like 2, don't get me wrong. I think it's really good. Into Darkness. Yeah, I think that Mm -hmm. the effects are really cool. The things that they came up with to make it different than the original Rathacon was great. Uh But I think they... they, uh, Abrams kind of violated his own rule about copying the original. For I didn't like the fact that it it was reversed at the end. The part I really had a problem with was the... The part at the end in the uh, reactor core, where where Kirk does, yeah, and Spock does the exact opposite of what Spock uh, uh, Kirk did in the original movie. Yeah, well, Kirk kind of just took it, and then Spock went all emotional, which mm-hmm. is uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a younger Spock. I actually, rewatched the death scenes because <laughs> I'm a morbid person. The death uh, scenes of who? Of uh, Spock and, and Kirk. Kirk. From and so eerily alike. Because they are they the same. Are. Well, because they were, they were trying to, to mimic it, mm-hmm. uh, which was copying, a bad thing. Without copying it. Yeah. Quinto couldn't do the voice that Shatner could, though. What, the con? Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I thought that was a little bit over the top myself. Well, first of all, Kirk doesn't do that in... That scene. No, he doesn't. But where would you have put it? He could have put it somewhere else, I guess. Yeah, because what's his name really didn't do the same. He didn't have that. It wasn't the same character. No, it, it wasn't. wasn't Khan from the original. This was a terrorist Khan 
that actually had a good side to them. Well, you could say the same thing about the the original con having a or appearing to have a. That, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, but the original con would have never helped Kirk. But then again, this con was what fifteen years before, or ten years before. He hadn't been marooned by Kirk. <laughs> yeah, very true. I feel as though they should have mirrored the episode more than the movie, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. The yeah, yeah, the, episode, the original episode. Yes, uh, Space Steed. I feel like they should have... I would have loved to have seen... Space Sticker Seed. What? <laughs> the Botany Bay. Yes, but part of the problem... I would have rather had that and he used that ship. Yeah, I would have then, liked... See, the Vengeance was just too much. Oh, yeah, definitely. I totally agree with Although you. Although I think it's great. It's way too advanced. It's way too early for that type of a mechanism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certain weapons hadn't been invented yet. Yeah, it's uh, completely over the top, the Vengeance. Uh, dreadnought class. One of the things that I and kind of... The fact of... that they even used the word Dreadnought... Yeah, because that was originally a a um, thought up design that they never did in any of the original series. I, I feel like it, it violated what the ship uh, naming schemes usually go with. Usually, the first ship of a class is the name. Well, the first, <laughs> yeah, the first ship of the class is the, is name. the name of the class. Actually, the name of the first ship is the name of the class. It's actually the class that gives the ship the name. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Not the other way around. But the Vengeance, it was supposed to be totally different. One, it was black. There was no serial numbers on it. Mm-hmm. No insignia. It had weapons. First of all, they never even used the weapon. We don't know what that weapon would have done. Mm-hmm. Was it a laser? Was it, you know, a particle beam? Was it, you know... But that would have been cool to see what that laser did. Unfortunately, it probably would have destroyed the Enterprise. Right. So, I mean... I, I would have yeah. liked to have seen a Enterprise going out there, exploring, and stumbling upon the Botany Bay. Mm-hmm. Or not Instead even... It, it didn't yeah. even have to be the Enterprise that stumbled upon it first. They it, should have shown that in the beginning. Yeah, it, it could have been a, a separate ship that stumbled upon it. And just like a snippet at the beginning. And, well, what could have happened is, you know, cons revived... And then Khan takes over the other ship. And then, almost like uh, the Space Miranda Seed. class... In, like uh, Space Seed, yeah. No, no, no. More like... Well, yeah, in Space Seed, they commandeered the Enterprise a little bit. But I mean more like succeeding like they did in The Wrath Great of Khan. And, yeah. you know, piloting the ship. And going out in doing whatever. Obviously, they wouldn't but have that have vengeance. Kirk. Yeah, there's no Kirk. Uh, but Kirk could have been out there. I mean... If you notice, also, and I didn't realize this until just the second, do you realize that the part of Kirk and Khan are actually reversed in that movie? In which movie? What do you mean? Into Darkness. Uh-huh. Kirk's the one that wants vengeance. We well, wants vengeance upon against Khan. Khan for killing... For killing Pike. Yes, but that think about the Wrath of Khan movie. He wanted to kill Kirk because he had stolen something away from him. Freedom, mm-hmm. basically. So instead of the end, you can almost think of it as a protagonist that's actually fulfilling the role of the antagonist in the original movie. Because mm. he's the one that goes after him. Right. 
remember the the whole in the wrath of Khan, Khan felt that Kirk, uh, Kirk had done him wrong and that he was wrongly justified in doing it. In this one, Kirk felt that Khan had done him wrong. Right. So he went after him. But yeah, it was kind of just a flip flop. Yeah. I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. The effects were amazing. The ship, the dread, the dreadnought ship. Their vengeance was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just too unbelievable. Yeah. No, I I agree. And they built it without anybody knowing. In a moon around Jupiter. I mean, that would have taken a while to build. I mean, it sounds it's, like it sounds like uh, what's his name there, um, Marcus, Marcus? Yeah. was building it for quite some time. Uh, possibly, but I, I, I mean, think he was building it even before he found Khan. Well, it, Khan helped design the vengeance. Maybe. Uh, I guess he says that, but I think that, what's his name, felt that the Klingons were the next big... Well, he wanted to bring them in so that he could militarize Starfleet, mm-hmm. essentially. And yes. are we sure that this alternate universe only exists because of, or was it different to be in? See, good good point. I've, I've been saying this for years. That it's not the same. 2009? Yeah. That this universe was a different universe to begin with. And Spock just jumped over from one universe to another. Yeah, just and in a different time. Yeah. So everything, I mean, because, come on, I mean, the, the Calvin. Yeah. Look at the Calvin. There's no way that... I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love. They should the have had something that looked like a um, what do you call it? Class, the round ball in the front. Oh, the Daedalus class. That's what they should have had. Yeah, but I I like. I mean, the Kelvin works. It's just too big and too soon. And the screen, the view screen. Mm-hmm. You is noticed different. that too. Huh? It, it's the view screen. It's the window. Mm-hmm. Just like with, with the new Enterprise. Stuff on the, yeah, with stuff on it. Yeah. I mean, you, you didn't see that in the Enterprise, the TV show. No, it was just a um, view screen. Yeah, it was just a view screen like every view screen in every series except for <laughs> uh, First Contact where they have a in holographic. It was a holographic screen. Which, but here's the thing, though. I still don't know if it was a holographic screen or it was just something. The hologram was the thing covering it. Uh. I don't know, well, I, I remember reading it was a holographic projection. Yeah. So, like, when they turn no it sense. off, and it's just a wall, which kind of would be weird. See, right there, they should have a window. If you're going to have a holographic but see, if you screen, have a window, what you got to realize is if you're building ships for militaristic reasons, mm-hmm. even, even on the warships that we have now, if you notice, we used to have huge windows at the bridge. Mm-hmm. They don't have that anymore. Mm. They do it from view screens. Um, there are small holes, but it's not like. Have you seen those stealth battles? Not battles. Uh, destroyers they have now. I haven't looked Once at the New designs. York. Look it up online when you do. They're stealth. They look like stealth uh-huh. um, planes. Right. They, they can't yeah. be hit by radar. But the windows on the bridge are very small because they not. Yeah, that ma- that it would be sense. a weak. It would be a weak point if you shoot a weapon there and you wanted to take out the whole ship. Shoot at the bridge. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why people don't do that. Just shoot at the bridge and take everybody out. Yeah. And most of the command actually in the ship, if you watch movies from it, is actually in the center of the ship now. The weapons mm. are all controlled in the middle. The navigation's controlled in the middle. It's kind of like a battle bridge. 
I see. And there are no windows in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that only makes sense. I mean, we have auxiliary control, which and we have in the yeah. original series, which is basically a secondary bridge. Isn't that done in engineering? Uh, it's not in engineering. It's a separate set. Action. Or a uh, separate room. Yeah. You're kidding me. This isn't real? No, yeah. Which we've seen in... I believe we see it in Space Seed. But we also... Yes. We saw it in the recent Star Trek Continues episode. They had auxiliary control. And from our last interview with the Farragut crew, they're going to be using that auxiliary control set. Why don't you just call it Ox (laughs) Ox. Control? Yeah, Ox Control. I think that's what the uh, little plaque says. Backup Control, yeah. Yeah. But if you notice, they also have that, and they just updated it in um, the next generation. The battle yeah, bridge is just an auxiliary. They could yeah. control the whole ship from that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, it's a shame we only saw it a few times. I, I liked the design of the battle bridge. You know what it reminded me of? It was like if they took uh, Miranda class and put mm-hmm. the consoles from the Galaxy class in that. It's mm-hmm. much smaller. There's only yeah. one chair instead of the three. Mm-hmm. That's the way it should be. Only one chair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, instead of uh, having... Three chairs. Yeah. Well, or, I mean, or in Voyager where you have the bench. Let's just sit down on a bench. Yeah, I, I never liked Voyager's bridge. And they were also like... First of all, you have to have a, a, a captain, right? There's always one person in control, right? Why would you have two equally separated? You know what I mean? Right. Because right. uh, in other designs of bridges that we've seen, a center captain's chair... And then off to the side, we have like a next-gen kind of console where the executive officer sat. I mean, it's awkward, but it makes sense. On the other side, you have a counselor. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, Let's put the counselor on the bridge instead of having our console. Well, you remember, we've gone over this. Originally, she she wasn't portrayed as just the counselor. She had a uniform on had actual duty, and men wore skirts. And oh, well, yeah, I mean, she has, she's a Starfleet officer, she has a rank, she acts more like a advisor to the captain. Like a cruise ship director. Yeah, well, well, you remember, you have, I think you have the same book that I have, that the art of Star Trek. The original design was supposed to be like a cruise ship, and it has a couch. Yeah, it's... Remember the design that was round like this and had the couch, and then on the back of it was the wishbone. It's very comfortable. It's It was huge, that bridge was huge, and, like, a huge wraparound screen in the front. I believe there were, like, multiple levels. I mean, we kind of have... I mean, the Enterprise D bridge, from what I'm told, is a lot bigger than what it appears on screen. Yes. Uh, so, because we have that ramp, so it, it's basically a second level where we have that ramp. Do you remember the, in all good things, Russia's medical ship? Right, the pastor. She had multiple levels. Yes. There were two people behind her. There was her, and then there was a cons in front of her that was down lower. Yeah, yeah. That was an interesting uh, design. Very clunky. It was was an updated version of the um, Daedalus. Yeah, oh, like the ship in general. I like the ship in general, the design. Yeah. I wish we see more uh, spherical 
yeah. uh, primary hulls uh, in Starfleet. You would think in that design, what I would like to have seen is inside the ship, is it more designed like a hospital, mm. or is it like the other ships, you know? Right. Well, it's very bright and very clean. Mm-hmm. Oh, and f- it, it looks sterile, like like it looks like a medical ship. You don't want to get in bowler on that ship. <laughs> well, hopefully it's eradicated by the 24th century. I doubt it. But yeah, the um the one thing I uh, did like about some of see where that's why we're in a flux. All these ships are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they would ever be this different. But like, if one Starfleet was creating it. Um, mm-hmm. Think about this. If you look at the Enterprise, um, which one? Next Generation. Okay, Galaxy Class. You, yeah, and then you look at some of the other clunkers they made at the same time, like the. Well, we, we have the Nebula. Yeah. Which uh, I like the Nebula. It's, the Nebula is a Miranda class version of of the Galaxy Class. The Galaxy <laughs> class. Yeah, which makes sen- It makes perfect sense to me that they would do this. Yeah. I like the design of the Nebula class. Um, you don't really other, see too many. Too and many the others. other, no, the Farragut's the only one you see um, in uh, Generations. Of wait, what the uh, Star Trek Generations? Of a Nebula? Yeah, a ne- Farragut's oh, a Nebula. Oh no, no, I mean like other designs. Oh, oh yeah, uh, other designs. Um, because we I've, we see a bunch of Excelsior class starships. Have you noticed that in, st- in the next generation? There's a ton of Excelsior. Yeah. I mean, the Excelsior class starship is a beautiful ship, one of my favorite ship designs, and it's apparently it better than the Constitution. Yeah. No. Do you think it would have lasted sixty years? I I think they would have issued new Excelsior class ships to be built, like updated. Yeah. I you mean, know, there are a few Mirandas left around. Why mess with what works? There are a few Mirandas. I, I don't think they would have uh, issued well, you remember, those. You remember in Deep Space Nine when they showed the um, the Armada when they were fighting the war? Yeah. There were tons of different ships. Yeah, I, I don't think there were. There was one Constitution-class starship, though. Yeah, there was. Was there? Yeah. In fact, if you look at... and uh, I looked it up, and I'm pretty sure this is what it said... There are actually some original series ships in there, too, that they split in. You just don't see them as well. Yeah. It's like they took everything out of Mothballs. Right. They probably took the original Enterprise out. The original was destroyed. Well, no. The the A, I mean. Oh, the A. Sorry, the A. Well, it's a different ship. The the Yorktown. (laughs) Right, well, it is still the Enterprise. I know. Uh, let's see. What else? What else do we have? we see in Orbis class? Um, Some ambassador class. They had a couple of those. Right. Well, I remember seeing at least one. <laughs> they had to probably see. Uh, what else do we have? Not much variety. I don't think they shame. had a lot of. They didn't have a lot of classes when Next Generation was around. Right. Uh, well, they said like just like in the original series, they have, like, different ships. Presumably, there would be multiple classes. They wouldn't all be the same class ship. That would be crazy. Because, like, the Galaxy-class starship, there was only supposed to be, f- like, five or, originally. Or, but the Yamato see, was... Just yes, the Yamato is not a Galaxy-class starship. It is. It's just a, a modified. It's a prototype. That doesn't it's mean it's not a Galaxy-class no, starship. No, it was built before... The ship that took the class name. 
I, I galaxy. I will agree to disagree with you on uh, that. I remember hearing that they were. It was a prototype. It wasn't exactly the same. No, there, there was. Uh, that was one of the reasons why the Enterprise crew was so concerned was because the same flaw that was in the Yamato might have been it. Like they weren't sure what was going on. Mm-hmm. They thought maybe it was a design flaw yep. that carried on into the Galaxy class yep. ship lineage, and you know they're destroyed. Maybe we're going to get destroyed. Well, you are sitting on 7 million tons of explosives, so... <laughs> I mean, at the heart of the thing, it's just a huge weapon. We have a huge warp core. Uh, Mine's bigger than most. <laughs> so, uh, the thing I like about these episodes is that we have very multiple, very random tangents. Mm-hmm. Uh... So one thing I kind of want to run back around to is Star Trek to 2016. What do you think would be a good movie, a good plot for a the next Star Trek movie? For the big 50th anniversary, it has to be something big. Um, hmm. I know you're not going to like this, but reintroduce... This won't happen, but this is my thought. Reintroduce the Borg. The Borg. See, I know it's early, but again, it's a different. It's a different. Uh, what do you call it? A different timeline. Uh, at least, if not a different dimension. Right. They could be there sooner than they were in the prime. Oh no! Uh, without without question. And if Starfleet was reaching out further, exploring further than they were because they needed to find new technologies, what have you, because of the threat from Nero. Or Klingons, or... Then, yeah, maybe maybe they reached the Delta Quadrant. Who knows, right? Because their ships seem incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, too fast, for my taste, but that's beside the point. Um, and, by the way, they can go in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, yes. They, I don't they get can. that. A ship that's made for space, yes, it'll be airtight. But it's different physics when you get into water. Yeah, I mean, different mediums, man. It it's although that was a cool scene where it came up out of the water. Yeah, it was a great visual. That's the only reason why it was in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't, if it didn't look cool, it wouldn't have been in. I don't think they would have started it on that planet. But see, that they did right. It started like an episode. Right. Right. That actually was like an episode. Which which I liked. That, that was good. Uh, so, with the Borg... An earlier form of them. Okay, um, an earlier form. Yeah, a different form, almost. Where they... What if... Yeah. Running uh, kind of along the same theme... Yeah. It's not the Borg, but they meet the mechanical living beings that found V'ger. Could do that too. Because I'm not 100% convinced that the Borg had anything to do with Viger. And I am. So and you are. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Because either mean, way, it, you could use it. You could yeah. use that either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody's ever explored that that planet. Nobody's ever found it. Even being in the Delta Quadrant, you would have thought the Voyager would have found it. Right. And I mean, they didn't say where it came from. Or did the Borg maybe assimilate that, and that's how they became? Oh, the Borg assimilated them. Interesting. Because maybe they were more biological and they originally assimilated biologically, 
but then they assimilated the mechanism. And mm-hmm. remember, they used to incubate babies too. Remember? Yeah, no, remember no, I, yeah, I, I remember. Um, what first two episodes they introduced them? They showed incubators for babies. Yeah, yeah, with uh, the implants already on them. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so how uh, do they reconcile that one? Well, I mean, they they don't really have to. I you mean, could, they you could do both. Actually, an interesting conversation I was having online on Twitter. We were talking about uh, Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Now he wow. has a Star Trek Voyager podcast. Uh, I believe it's called To the Journey. It's uh, on Trek FM. And uh, I'm not a Voyager fan. Uh, I know no, you're I'll not a Voyager that. fan. Eric's not here to defend Star Trek Voyager, so Good. we'll. No. <laughs> we haven't had one of those conversations in a while. The conversation we had, actually, yeah. let me uh, see if I can pull it up. So, my orig- my tweet was, TNG and Voyager were the only two series not to examine the Merry Universe. I suppose they did examine alternate realities, though. Yes. Uh, so, the response from at the insane Robin says... Fans like to call Living Witness the Voyager Mary Universe episode, but it's a shame they never did it officially. I don't remember that one. I uh, it's Voyager. I, I don't remember it either. So I said, the Mary Universe would be hard for Voyager unless it had the Borg as good guys that helped them defeat our Borg. The Mary Universe for Voyager, first of all, Voyager wouldn't be in the Delta Quadrant. Yep, yeah, right. It wouldn't be, but our Voyager is in the Delta Quadrant. If it passes through to an alternate dimension into the Mirror Universe, mm-hmm. it would still be in the Delta Quadrant, even though... Just no Voyager. Just no Voyager. Yeah, no Starfleet crew. Right. Well, well Starfleet Lord could be good guys. Right. You could ex- examine more of the 8472 thing. Maybe they had taken over more of that quadrant than a fluid space, you know? Um, maybe that, maybe uh, the Kazon will actually have a real character. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe the Caretaker. The Caretaker, yes. Maybe there would there'd be a different spin on the Caretaker. Because uh, mm, yeah. that was never really examined at all. A couple episodes, but that was it. It was left on... Un- right, he, I mean, the he Caretaker... Died. Yeah, he, he died. It was just a, a mechanism to get them into... Well, the, yeah, that's... Yeah. Much like a lot of people think that the first episode of TNG is really not very TNG-like. Um, well, that's because it was two, two episodes, episodes together. crammed together. Who else is in the Delta Quadrant that's input? The... What do you call the ones that um, do the harvesting? Oh, them. Yeah, yeah. I forget their name. You could also do the remember uh, the year of hell. Yeah. You could do an opposite on that. You could do. There was a lot of. There actually were a lot of good options. Uh, not options, but opportunities. But I think they missed out on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I mean. And the next be- generation doing a a mirror universe theoretically, you kind of saw what it would have been like anyways because you saw it in Deep Space Nine. Yeah. But if the Mary Universe was examined in the next generation yeah. before Deep Space Nine did, yeah. I think it would have been totally different. Really? 
I think the Terran Empire would still be going strong. I think it would have been more like we see in yesterday, yesterday's Enterprise, but it's more brutal. It would have been, yes. I think you're right about that. I think one of the things that yesterday's Enterprise kind of showed to me was that fact that it wasn't science anymore. It was all military. Right. I mean, war, war, war is hell. And whatchamacallit, Worf isn't even a Starfleet officer. Right, well, you wouldn't be able to. They're at war with the Klingons. Mm-hmm. So, possibly having the Borg in a future movie that would in the cool. JJ-verse is, is something that you would like to see. The other thing is, is if we're wrong, if we're wrong, and the it's the same universe, but it's a different, it's messed up because of that time travel, okay? right. yep. then Enterprise existed, and the Borg were in the past. And they did get that message out. Right. Well, we know that the NX class existed because we see it as a model. Yeah, and it's with, exactly the same. Right, with Marcus. Yeah. I think if that's the truth, then the Borg may be coming faster than they would have, and you can put them into the third movie because of that. Uh, you could. I'm, I'm not sold on having the Borg in it. Imagine earlier versions of the Borg. Wonder what they would look like. Well, I, I don't think they would... Brown uh, jumpsuits and pieces of car parts put all over them. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think they'll go back... Uh, <laughs> the next generation version? Yeah. yeah, to the yeah to next gen version. Well, no, I don't think they'll be exactly the same because they won't be as advanced. Or how could you make them look less advanced? The skin tone? I mean... No, you can put uh, less, less machinery on them, but they still have the same ends. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing you could do is not have the uh, nanites. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's how you could explain that. Right. But it looks like they they kind of retcon that in First Contact, because you have that... Uh, when we see Picard as Locutus in that flashback scene, he's Yeah, the newer. thing pops out of his face. Yeah, and that thing oh, yeah, pops out of his face. Yeah, they did make him newer, but he wasn't totally like an updated boy. No, he was well, he's updated enough. Yeah. But yeah, I think that could be... It could also be something to do with the Klingons. Because they really just mm-hmm. brought them in for a minute there in the second one. Right. And you know there's something, that, there's something brewing there because they're even different. Yeah. They're, they're more... If, if the Klingons can be any more militaristic, they're more militaristic. Yeah. They, they Instead of reminding me of what they were supposed to be, which was the Russians, right? No, which ones were the... Yeah, the Russians were the, the Klingons. And the German, East Germans were the Romulans, and the West Germans were the Balkans. That's the whole... If you take it, I think that the new Klingons that we saw in this movie look more like the North Koreans or the, the Vietnamese, much okay. more militaristic. I mean, I don't know if they had a... I didn't like the whole design, though. It, it looked all right. I don't know if they have it had a specific uh, kind of current day faction that they modeled them after. Well, actually, I I read that somewhere, and I don't remember it was a long time ago that that was supposed to be the way it was. That theoretically, NATO or the UN was supposed to be like Federation. No, I I mean the updated Klingons. Oh, the updated Klingons. Yeah, oh, I, I just know. I just think the the machinery looks. I didn't like how the Birds of Prey came out. They are very different than what they we're look like used tanks. to. 
they don't have the elongated neck. They look like a bat. But I can I can see them being a faction in this new movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Cardassians. Oh, interesting. Bringing them in. That would be very early to bring them in, but why not? Sure. I would like to see... So they're out there in space. I, people have been saying they want something new. They want something different. They want new aliens. So they could come up with something new, yeah. Uh, so something new. An enemy. Some yeah, new enemy because it's supposed to be they're supposed to be well into their five years by the time this movie comes out. How about the um the ones we don't see very much of? It's the ones that are inside those suits. The brain. Uh, possibly. Uh, I don't know. It's not uh, new, but we haven't seen much of them. Right. Right. I I don't know. I mean, we could... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that would work with incorporating an older Kirk into it. Um, it just escapes Well, me. that's going to be the trick. Yeah. Is getting him in. Making it relevant, not only to the new generation, but him. Like they did with Spock. Right. Here's something else. If the next generation could have another movie, mm-hmm. what would you want that movie to be about? It's a difficult one. I always thought that they left things way too far open in the nemesis. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see what happened with Data. Well, B9. B4, B4, whatever the hell those names. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see what happens with Picard's new crew. Mm-hmm. Although you still got some of the old ones, right? Uh, I'd like to see the Titan involved. Mm-hmm. I think a movie where they have all of the casts together, like this big story where it's yeah. involving all of Starfleet at that time. So you have the Voyager crew involved, you have Deep Space Nine, you've got Next Generation. What else? You could have other other things that were involved at that time. Mm-hmm. Section Thirty One. Uh, uh, interesting. That that would be. I, I think big because we've never seen them all together. Right. I mean, that would work. I feel like that would work as like maybe a mini series. Well, I think that's what they should do if they bring back Next Generation. Is do yeah. some kind of a mini series. Yeah. Uh, I would. I have it has always, to be a big story, though. Right. I always wanted to see Q in a movie. Well, there's one for you. What if they brought Q into new J.J. Abrams? It, it could Theoretically, work. Theoretically, if he if he's all if he's om, omnipotent like he says he is, he's everywhere. Right. Yes. Yeah. He's not just our universe, but all universes. Right. So he could get involved in that. I'm surprised nobody's ever done that before. Yeah, uh, that would be because uh, theoretically he could go. He could actually be involved in back when they had Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. He's he's everywhere. I don't think I would want to have seen him in Enterprise, but... Well, I didn't want to see him in Voyager, but we got that Well, I, I hear there are good episodes with him in Voyager, but I don't... I've never seen one. Oh, there was the one with that other Q that... The girl? No, the... the it was oh, the, the guy. the other guy. Yeah, I, I just didn't like the portrayal Quint. of the Q continuum. But otherwise, it was a good episode. Wasn't it Quinn? Yeah, Quinn, yep. See, I think I think it was too predictable, but I think it would have been cool. In the last episode of Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. that Q has something to do with the, uh, what do you call it? The Prophets? Yeah. 
I don't know about that. <laughs> well, if they're spiritual, he exists on the same plane as they do. Uh, I don't know. I mean... I'd like to see an know. ending to that. That's a miniseries I'd like to see. Actually, it was something that uh, we brought up... I brought it up in one of our recent episodes. But, you know the prelude to Axanar? Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of a History Channel documentary type of deal, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't they do that for Deep Space Nine, to recount the Dominion War? Have a retrospective, have the characters as they... Uh, well, the actors as they are now, yeah. uh, looking back 20 years ago at, you know, the war. The Dominion War. Well, I don't know how you would bring back Cisco in that, but... Well, you don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to, but it would be interesting. Yeah. Because you know that whole ending, there was that whole open door of the baseball still on the desk. Yeah, well. But you have, we have Jake Sisko, we have Kira, we have Bashir, we have a Dax somewhere. A <laughs> Dax, does, yeah. It doesn't even have to be that Dax, it could be anyone that's a new Dax. Who else do we have? Rom is the Nagus. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he became Nagus. I don't remember that. Yeah. I think that would be awesome to kind of, like, kind of wrap up Deep Space Nine. See, the only way I can see wrapping up Deep Space Nine is Cisco. I, 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 I don't know how they could. <laughs> well, remember this. Cisco is just in the spiritual world, mm-hmm. correct? Um, because they found out his mother was one of them. That means he's one of them. Right. Which means he has the power to go back and forth. Um, well, I don't know about that. Well, I would hope you would. Well, they I mean, they, they never show that, really. I mean, there is one... Uh, they did it with the pirates, so why couldn't they do it with the... Back in time? No, I'm not talking about back in time. What, what are you talking about? Him just coming back. Oh, him just coming back? No, he disappeared. Oh. Okay. He wasn't... Yeah. Somewhere else, he was in like spiritual. Land. Right. Wait, well, he could travel through time. Wasn't he dead too? I, I. It's been a while since I've watched the last episode of Deep Space Nine, unfortunately. But there was a was an orb. There was a time orb yep. that was used in one episode at least to travel through time or something. Yeah, I remember that. Well, so. you're right. It would be cool just to see a retrospect because that was the. The Dominion War was the coolest part of the whole show. Yeah. It lasted for, what, two years on the show, off and on two years. And most of the second year, the second part of the second year, was every episode was, like, chronological. You know, every one of them was, like, a to-be-continued. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see a new version of the uh, Defiant. A new Defiant? They don't have a reason for it anymore, though. Originally, it was to fight the Borg. To fight the... Well, I mean, the Borg threat could still exist. They could always be something worse than the Borg right around the corner. Well, we saw the Defiant didn't really put up too much of a fight against... No. <laughs> against the Borg, so... It wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, maybe they needed more of them. <laughs> I mean, it was retrofitted for a lot of other things. Right. Still like the design, though. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an interesting little ship. I just didn't like the um, cartoon symbol they made for it on the side. Well, that wasn't put on the ship. 
No, but you saw the the. It's supposed to be the class patch. Yeah, yeah. That that was in your uh, technical manual, right? The D Space Nine technical manual. Yeah, I've got all my manuals still. I love that stuff. I look through it from time to time. Well, some of the designs for the Defiant were interesting. It even had a reddish. One had a reddish color, kind of yeah. like a hot rod. Yeah. Uh, so interesting designs. Uh, I think the design that they chose was the most conventional. And it was also different. It was different. Yeah, it was different enough. Yeah. It but, still had a saucer section, technically. Right, it was a saucer. Uh, that an elongated back, yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty much. All right, so on that note, we're going to close the hatch, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. So, Marty, if we wanted to find you on the Internet, where would we go to do so? To find me? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, my Twitter is... Um, well, oh, believe it or not, it's Candidate Mark. Yes, I know. You know, I I, <laughs> I do a Fall Friday every Friday, and I tweet that out. Candidate uh, Mark. So, so you can find Marty on uh, on Twitter at Candidate Marty. Candidate Marty. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Nova Charter, and you can also find me on Star Trek Riza at Nova Charter. Star Trek Riza. Are you yes. Riza? The Star Trek social media site, which is it's uh, good times over there. I highly recommend it. Well, if it's Rise, it's got to be good times. <laughs> Indeed. So uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com Follow us on Twitter at sfescapepod Like us on facebook.com slash sfescapepod And add us to your circle on Google Plus by going to google.sfescapepod.com This has been another proud production of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You want to see more shows, go check out www.fouredradio.com, you winkers.